Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Meetup podcast. This week we are having the dopest guest ever on. I just, I just I can't don't even say, know what to say, guys. I can't say enough about this person. It's Lindsay Rem. Well, technically Lindsay Rempolsky, yeah, but I know, she goes but by she Lindsay goes Rem. by Lindsay Rem. She honestly, like, was, I think, like, my favorite person we've ever interviewed. Yeah, I definitely think she was my favorite guest so far. If you guys don't know, she is a YouTuber, graphic designer. She recently held a contract and a position at Playboy. The Playboy, y'all. Like, the Playboy Play- Bunnies. The Playboy. Hugh Hefner. Overall, just such an incredible person. And this was actually her first podcast ever. Yeah, we could not believe that she had never been on a podcast before. Like, Erin searched Spotify. Because, like, you can search someone's name to see. And, like... It doesn't matter if it's like music or a podcast, like they'll they'll come up if they've done anything and nothing came up. Yeah, that's kind of a life hack for you guys. If you ever like a certain influencer and you want to hear them on future podcasts, you can look up on Apple Podcasts or like Meg said on Spotify and just look up their name and it will bring up any result of any podcast they've been on in the past. Yeah, that's a really good tip. But we were so honored to be her first podcast ever. She's such a sweetheart. She was like, yeah, I listened to your guys' podcast. Can you guys believe it? I could not. She's like, you guys are doing such a great job. And I was like, actually like about to tear up because I I was like, are you serious? It was just so meaningful. Like you could tell that you can just tell that she's such a genuine, authentic person. And we were just literally honored is the only word I can use. She's just like a beautiful person, a beautiful soul. (laughs) Alexa played Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney. Seriously, It was written about Lindsay Ram. It literally was. She's just so cool. If you guys don't follow her, I don't really know what you're doing. We're going to link all of her stuff down below in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment. So this is the Loving Minute podcast, and we always want to talk about what we're loving, but recently we also started talking about what we're hating. So this week, what I'm hating is, this might be a little TMI for some of you, but what I'm hating is my yeast infection. Love that for you. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. So if you guys listened to the previous episode that we did. Last Monday's episode, because yeah, okay. in between this okay. is going up to. So if you guys listened to last Monday's episode, I talked about how I have pericorni- per- pericornitis, which is like that situation with my wisdom tooth and like I had situation I had some like bacteria in there so I am prescribed amoxicillin which is an antibiotic I have to take it three times a day they're like massive horse pills it sucks but I'm almost done I have one more day oh yay but um so apparently when you take antibiotics especially if you're a woman you're super prone to developing a yeast infection because what it does is it literally kills like all the bacteria in your body whether it's good or bad so some people might experience some digestive issues because the bacteria in your gut like the good bacteria is getting disturbed so like i've had that happen to me before but this time around i have a yeast infection and i've never had one before it's very uncomfortable honestly i'm very aware of it mm-hmm. <laughs> i just went to the gynecologist a couple weeks ago so So, and like I got tested for everything and I came back like clean. So I know it's not anything else. So I like was texting my mom and I was like, "Ah," because she's like had one before and she was like, yeah, that sounds like you have one. And I was like, oh, great. So after this, I'm going to haul my ass to Target and get some Monistat so I can. Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. So I can clear this up and my vag can just be happy again. Because right now. feel bad for her. I know I really do I've my body's just been going through it I was <laughs> like, just gonna say like, all this all this bacteria taking over my body yeah. it's just a lot so I'm just looking forward to being like healthy again but yeah so that's what I'm hating this week what are you hating Erin 
what I'm hating this week is it's kind of outdated at this point. It was kind of brought up yesterday, but the tragic death of Chadwick Boseman. Oh. He was in Black Panther, probably most notably, and he was just such an incredible actor. And last night I actually went home to my parents' house and we ordered in pizza. I was like, wow, such a good movie. Like, of course, like everyone knows it's a good movie, but just the end came and it was just like a mm. final, like a final shot of him before the movie ended. And it just made me so sad and I burst into tears. I don't know. He didn't tell anybody what he was going through and i just want to remind everybody that everybody is facing a struggle that you know nothing about people like made fun of him all over the internet for saying mm -hmm. how skinny he was getting and how he needed to eat a burger and nobody knew that he was battling a stage four colon cancer which is like literally the most aggressive cancer that you can have and, that, fact, and like pancreatic yeah and the really fact bad. that he filmed such incredible works of art and was able to like provide that for his audience and he even did charity work and visited children's hospitals and visited all these kids who were dying of cancer and while he was secretly like dying of cancer himself it's just crazy to think of what he went through and i don't know it just makes me really sad yeah the world lost a little bit of sunshine yeah Poor he was guy. just such an incredible actor and seeing michael b jordan and like mm -hmm. mark ruffalo everybody like reaching out and saying such kind words was just really heartwarming it's definitely something that i'm hating this week he was such an incredible actor and we're really gonna miss him yeah just keep him in your thoughts and in your prayers yeah the next like and just like keep in mind that his family is struggling and stuff i don't know if there's any like charities or anything i don't know but if there are any we'll link one down below yeah, for you guys because we'd love to support like it's or maybe we could donate to like like a colon cancer organization and if any of you guys have been affected by cancer recently i'm so sorry but what are you loving this week i'm loving this week is basically jaclyn hill cosmetics mm -hmm. so there have been like a little like there's been some bumps with her stuff like Meg with her and I lipstick were thriving watching all the drama videos what was that last summer yeah when all the drama came out about her lipstick components but well i just feel like that happens to like every beauty person that comes comes out with the line at least once mm -hmm. but so like i don't know about her lip products but her eyeshadows and like her pressed powders are very good they're all made in italy which is like the best place that you can buy powders from they're very pigmented so i do have her first eyeshadow palette that she released with morphe i actually just picked up the second one and what i'm really loving is it's her highlighter palette and it's in the flash there's two of them one's like a darker shade i forget what that one's called but this one i have is the lighter shade if you like champagne pop basically this is like your wet dream it's just so amazing like these colors i actually think i might like it better than champagne pop which oh, wow. is like my holy grail i feel like champagne pop is just such an iconic makeup item yeah. that like everybody needs and it's just like so like the packaging is beautiful the pans are huge like you get so much product in each pan and they're all beautiful i would wear all four shades it comes with a beautiful mirror component like her packaging is always very nice if you haven't like seen that or like you're looking into getting it please do it's amazing i actually got that highlighter palette and the eyeshadow palette for 50% off at morphe oh wow so i only had to pay like normally those two items together i think would be 100 and i got them for 50 God. so yeah like sounds like morphe a deal has been having a lot of sales so like just go ahead and like look at their store and like their um like i think subscribing to their emails is really helpful because it always like they let you know when they're having sales but that is what i'm loving what are you loving erin I am loving this week my convertible. So <laughs> okay, bougie ass. What did you call it the other day? My douche mobile or something. Oh, your douche canoe. So convertibles are called douche canoes. Thank I you. I didn't. I learned that the other day. But if you guys didn't know, when 
we started this podcast. It's called the Love You Mean It podcast, obviously, and it's named partially after my aunt who passed away in September. The one-year anniversary is coming up next week or something. Yeah, wasn't it like mid-September? Yeah, it was like September 14th, yeah. I think. So it, I think it's already passed at this point, but we're recording this intro on September 5th. But we named the podcast after her because it's something that my family always says when my aunt passed away. When she was like alive, jokingly, like she has a blue, like a sky blue bug with like a convertible top. And I was jokingly always like, oh, when you die, like I want your car and then i didn't obviously realize that she was going to pass away so soon i didn't really think anybody would remember and then when she passed away my uncle her husband gave it to me which is literally the most special gift i've ever had in my life i've been driving it the past so the past year i guess but kind of on and off because of the winter and everything past like week i got it fixed and so i've been driving it with the top down every chance i get i go to get gas i take the top down i go to the grocery store i take the top down we went to ikea which is two minutes away i took the top down it's just so dope like one night we went to go get ice cream and we should do that this it week. was like the perfect night to drive like it wasn't humid it was like still warm but like you could wear a sweatshirt and we were just blasting like really like nice like acoustic indie music and we're just like fucking vibing is really the only way i can say like explain it it's honestly just such a vibe like it's i love that car like it's it's so and like i loved her aunt too and like i almost like feel her like every time i'm in the car i know right like i have like a similar thing like my cousin died like i think like 10 years ago now he died in a car accident and my aunt gave my older sister his car that he like absolutely loved it's like this black cadillac and we all have driven it at one point like my my two sisters and i like we've all driven it and it's like you literally feel them when you're in the car it's mm-hmm. like the strangest feeling it's so odd but like i totally it's so relaxing get that. though it's so nice and i just like feel her with me and guys i literally have tan lines from yeah i was wearing a tank top with the top down it's so funny but you have to yeah. keep sunscreen in your car <laughs> i know i need to i had it on my face so i'm yeah. not like i definitely didn't burn but it's just what i'm loving this week because i had the car i've had the car for the past year but i needed to get it fixed and the check engine light came on yada 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 so it really wasn't in my possession before we get into the episode we'll do a little bit of housekeeping like i said the last episode i recently put up new merch on our instagram feed if you guys want to check that out head over to our Redbubble shop the link is in our bio as always if you have any suggestions if you want to see anything maybe in a different color different font like anything like that please dm us and let us know i'd be happy to do it for you yeah and also we have a link in the show notes of well like the episode notes show notes of every single episode there's a link where you can support the podcast we by no means expect everybody to support the podcast but it's just kind of a way to give back to do more giveaways in the future and to get even better equipment so it all goes back to the podcast in the end so we really appreciate it i guess we could wrap it up by plugging the instagram so if you guys don't follow our instagram at this point I don't really know like what you're doing. What are you doing? You're yeah, you're honestly just missing out. It's at Love You Mean It Podcast. We always try and post interactive things so that like we'd love to hear from you guys. Any suggestions you have, if you liked an episode, if you didn't, anything like that. Also be sure to leave us a review. There's a link uh, for the Apple Podcasts platform where you can leave us a review. We'd love to hear what we're doing well, maybe what we're not doing so well. Please give us five stars. We're sensitive. Five stars. Five stars. we're sensitive thank you yeah we're little babies so please be kind but yeah it just helps our podcast grow tell a friend about us share it on your story we would absolutely love that it makes our whole day yeah and yeah so without further ado we're just gonna get into the episode we'll be right back with Lindsay. hi everybody we are back with Lindsay, and she's just gonna say a little bit about herself 
Okay, hi, my name is Lindsay, better known as Lindsay Rem on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, probably most well known from YouTube. Um, I've been making videos for about seven years and I'm also a graphic designer. Perfect yeah. little elevator pitch. Have you always been a creative person? Yes, pretty mm -hmm. much out of the womb I've been oh. like drawing. I always like wanted to be an artist when I grew up is what I would say and that has kind of changed as I've gotten older like what various creative outlets I guess I've used but definitely how about you guys I don't know like when I was younger like I would write like short stories and stuff mm -hmm. and like I always like I when I was younger I wanted to be an author and then like oh, as I grew up I for some reason I wanted to be a vet but then <laughs> but then like I realized that you have to cut animals open and I was like I can't do that yeah so okay. no. yeah, yeah so like I just graduated with a degree in like communications and video production and oh, then congrats. so like, oh, thank you and then so like <laughs> we, we have like the podcast and then I have a, like a little YouTube channel on the side too so I mean definitely more creative like as I've gotten older how about you yeah no I've always been like very artsy like I I got like an iPad pro a couple years ago and I've been like drawing on procreate and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then like I do all the graphics for the Instagram so oh, yeah, nice. I, I'm more like I like I can draw but like I I'd love to learn like how to paint and stuff like oh, that yeah. like I've never been able to like I can't do that. do that I feel like I've never sat down and like actually like tried to do it so it's it can be really fun and relaxing yeah. if you don't put pressure on yourself mm -hmm. I kind of am the opposite where it's like I started with more physical medium so mm -hmm. like I did ceramics as a kid and then oh, I did painting so yeah and then obviously I went to school for graphic design so mm -hmm. I had to like apply with a portfolio of all my physical art yeah. And then from there, I, like, learned how to do it on the computer. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. Like, I, I like finding out, like, all this new stuff. And then, like, I just get so inspired, like, looking at, like, your stuff and, like, other, like, oh, graphic thanks. designers. Like, it's just so yeah. cool. Yeah. Everyone posts their stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go do something now. Like, <laughs> Well, what's great about Procreate especially is, like, the barrier to entry is really low. It's free, mm -hmm. and you can even, I'm pretty sure, use it on your phone, mm -hmm. and so that's really great because other programs like Adobe are rather expensive, mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. It's great to see that because I remember, like, being young and having to, like, get Photoshop off of Pirate Bay. No, it's, a, like, <laughs> I love Adobe products, like, are the best or top tier, but, like, they are expensive, and, like, you can't just drop like a couple hundred dollars on like a bunch of different like softwares, you know, it yeah. can be yeah. pricey, but yeah, I know. Cause they're only, they're pretty much only yearly now. Yeah, absolutely, I, yeah. I'm fully tied in. I will probably pay that till I die. And they are a <laughs> wonderful sponsor of mine. So yeah. Oh, yeah. no no problem. Oh, we're going to talk about that, but. <laughs> really? Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. You guys are yeah. so prepared. Yeah. But I know obviously you just said that you've always been a creative person. I've been a long time watcher of your YouTube channel, like back when you were in high school. So like when, like when did you start oh your YouTube channel? Like that is that always blows my mind because I'm just like, oh, that was such a different version of me. <laughs> like, it's still me, but I've just, like, grown so much. I started it my sophomore year because my friend and I loved watching YouTube, mm -hmm. and it was during the time when people just used their MacBook, so I was like, oh, I could totally do that, so I just started. So, yeah, my sophomore year, I was 15, Aww. and I'm 23 now, so. That's insane. Yeah. That is a long time. Yeah. No, I know. That's, you got a lot of years under your belt. What inspired you to study graphic design in college? I actually, I took yearbook in high school for okay. 
all, all actually from middle school through high school. So that oh, really wow. was what sparked it for me because I took it in middle school because uh-huh. I knew I liked art and uh-huh. it was a way for me to do photography. And I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm really into photography. My dad always had like film cameras and cameras growing up. But then once I took journalism, uh, that's what they called yearbook, I basically learned about fonts and like I that blew my mind I, I just loved typography and so I continued doing that and was the editor of the yearbook my eighth grade year for middle school Aww. and then also the editor my senior year um, so yeah I pretty much knew at that point even though all I knew how to use was InDesign yeah um, I didn't know how to do any of like the creative illustrative stuff quite yet but I knew how to draw like from my art classes, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of what led me in that direction. Plus my sister had a graphic design minor at the Mm -hmm. time. She was like getting one at TCU. So I had heard of graphic design and just kind of led me there. I know like we've talked with like Katie Bilotti in the past and like Brooke Mincio and we kind of like talked with them about this too. It's like the thing about like YouTubers and nine to fives. And mm-hmm. I always thought it was so cool. And I know like a lot of people feel the same that like you went into a nine to five job after college. Were you always thinking that or was there a time that you were like thinking about not doing it? Because I know it's definitely like a debate a lot of them like have in their mm-hmm. minds. Well, okay. So for me, I fell into that nine to five unexpectedly. When I graduated, I was going through a lot of stress and like digestive problems. I just really wanted to take a break from being a student for so long and do YouTube. That's what I wanted to do. But then I went to a career fair, basically, that's required a portfolio review. And I met two of the creative creative directors at Playboy. And that's when I was I just thought they were so cool and I wanted to get to know them more and then later along the line once I'd graduated they basically offered me a job so it wasn't intentional picking a picking up a nine-to-five I wanted to do it part-time they could really only do full-time and then eventually it ended up being part-time for about nine months which worked pretty well doing like part-time YouTube part-time working (laughs) full-time as a graphic designer Um, because like those other girls have talked about it is so hard to try and fit YouTube into your mornings into your evenings and having business calls on your lunch break you really just don't have any more time left to take care of yourself to see people in your life like you lose all your life balance so mine actually ended the day that quarantine began yeah we can talk about that but that's crazy I like I just like can't even imagine like having it just like end and then just immediately go into quarantine yep (laughs) I still am processing that you're like doing all this work and then all of a sudden you're literally doing nothing (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah and my roommate was gone I don't know if you guys knew that but my roommate I was just living with one other person and she flew home during the beginning of quarantine Mm -hmm. just to visit her family in New Jersey and then basically wasn't able to fly home for months. Wow. So yeah, I was alone and then doing just YouTube and it was so strange. It was like crazy for us too. I mean, like we're like roommates and like, so like mm-hmm. we lived together, but like we were separate for the quarantine and like she was yeah. like with her boyfriend and like, it was just like so weird, like the whole adjustment of like everything. Yeah. And like, it was hard too. Cause like my dad's like immunocompromised. So like, I felt like I couldn't go see them at all. So like I literally Definitely. my family for like four months. 
and then like we didn't see each other for a while either it was it just sucks yeah this whole whole thing yeah I mean even even now I'm like I haven't hugged my friends in months it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's really hard it's weird like like we kind of joke about this but like when we're watching like tv or or movies or something and people like hug or kiss each other I'm like can't really yeah I 100% agree like watching like a party scene it makes me nervous I'm like can you guys can you guys separate a little bit like (laughs) oh my god the thought of like sharing drinks um I just I I just actually developed a film camera that I had from pre-quarantine and (laughs) it is so strange (laughs) it's like all photos of us like at a public bar. <laughs> oh, that's just so weird. I know. I just think about all of that. And I know like somebody shared like a throwback picture on Instagram I saw and it was them at like stagecoach or something. And it was like the sea of people <laughs> in the background. I was like, how did I used to do that? No. Same. Yeah, how did I, I used know. to go to house shows and like be sweaty in the pit with like other strangers? Well, like I like, used to like push myself to the center. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, exactly. center, and I'm like, now just, the thought of now, doing like ever again. Oh, the <laughs> we're so we're so triggered now I know, like, I know I am the same I'm like incredibly cautious yeah okay so on a more positive note what was it like <laughs> working for Playboy and like what were the pros and cons of a nine-to-five okay well working for Playboy was one of the most incredible experiences of my so life cool. I do have to say like it's such an iconic brand and I think a lot of people don't know truly what it's like, like what the people that work there are like. I got a lot of just like random misconceptions, people thinking that like it's all older men and it's not. It's like a lot of millennials, super diverse and a lot of women in like high up roles. So I loved that. I felt just so completely comfortable, like being myself, being able to pretty much wear whatever I wanted. And I had a lot of creative control. I was making a lot of t-shirt graphics and patterns. And those are things I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I had a blast. And then pros and cons of working the nine to five, like I was saying before, just kind of losing your self-care time. And like, I mean, it's so different because I had two jobs, but I think if you were just, I I always would say, like, I have two dream jobs. I'm, like, stuck in between two dream jobs. If I was just doing 9 to 5 Playboy, I would be so happy. And if I was just doing YouTube, I would be so happy. But doing both was a lot. Mm -hmm. So definitely just, I think a 9 to 5 would be manageable had I not been doing a full side hustle at the same time. No, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I can't. I I would have taken it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so stressful. Like, I can't even imagine having, like, two jobs at once. But I, I just thought it was so cool that you got, like, that you got the job with Playboy. Because I remember, like, I mean, like, I was watching, like, your work week in my life. And I was like, oh, cool. But then having you announce it. And then, like, I saw your announcement that your stuff got put on Misguided. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, thanks. That was so yeah, cool. That's so Thank cool. you so much. I was so surprised. Oh. Because a lot, of, a lot of people were confused, too. Like, oh, do you get a cut of this? And I had to explain like, oh no, like I, they own the graphics that I did and Mm -hmm. that means they can show up anywhere at any time, which is pretty fun, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty sure they're also on some lighters and they'll definitely be out in the future abroad is kind of the majority of the design work I did. Oh, It's for like 2022 abroad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So I really didn't think I'd see a lot of it to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, that is cool. No, that's amazing. Do you have any favorite graphic designers at the moment? 
Oh, I have, I have tons, literally tons, tons. It's so hard to even begin to name, but um, I've really been loving, let's see, Lauren Martin Studio. I, I've been using her cute graphics on my um, phone screen <laughs> lately because she posts like monthly wallpapers. Oh, I love um, them. I know, right? Yeah, she has a really cute style. She like puts googly eyes on everything and <laughs> it's just very joyful. Yeah. And so I, I just really appreciate that. So I think I'll just go with her for now. And then actually I'll do a number two. Um, Elliot is a cool guy on Instagram. He just actually released a Casetify phone collection, oh, but he's a mutual friend of mine that basically makes like graphic design puns on Instagram, like daily as little graphics. And it's just, it's really nerdy and I love it. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. I know. I saw you like talk about the, me being a stalker. I'm like, I saw you talk about the phone case in the vlog today. So I was like, literally oh. the vlog I posted yesterday. I love that though. You are so on top of it. It's a good uh, interviewer. No, I know. She's so cute. What's it like working with Adobe, like being a partner with them? Again, unreal. Your like, dream. yeah, <laughs> my dream. I've been using Adobe products as oh, soon, yeah. like, as soon as like I was in eighth grade, like mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's pretty surreal, to be honest. Going to Adobe Max last year was truly one of the craziest experiences because throughout college, all of my professors would talk about Adobe Max and how, like, if you have a chance to go, it's, a, it's the best place to network, you'll learn so much, but the tickets are $2,000, so I never thought I would ever be able to go mm -hmm. um, unless I was working for a company that would pay for it because that's, like, mostly how people go is through, like, industry. Yeah. Um, so when they invited me, I couldn't believe it. And I definitely dealt with some imposter syndrome there as like yeah. kind of a, you know, just starting graphic designer in my eyes. Um, but yeah, it's been truly amazing. And the whole team is so nice. It's so cool talking to the people that literally created Illustrator That's and wild. Photoshop and they're just people. I can't even imagine, like, I would, fr I mean, as I feel like anybody at that point would have some sort of imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. Even in, like, all my classes and stuff, like, I learned, like, all the different, I don't know, just all the different platforms, and then just to be able to go to that would be so cool. Yeah, to, like, yeah. physically meet the people that, did, like, like you said, that's it, just, yeah. that's crazy. I wouldn't even know like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like you said, though, it is true that everyone kind of does have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because I was speaking to Jessica Heesh. Mm -hmm. um or hish I'm not exactly sure she's a really well well like very talented graphic designer and illustrator who has like a lot of accolades and books and she was like yeah I still don't really know what I'm doing I am oh. like figuring it out as I go and I'm like you have books yeah what do you mean because <laughs> we were like talking about finding your style and that's something I think I'm still working on but just to hear her say that someone who has like 30 years of experience, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll work on it then. Like, yeah. I have time. I mean, because it's like less pressure. Yeah, it's like, I was just going to say, it's like reassuring in a way to like have somebody who you view as an expert to be like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. But obviously, like, Adobe is like a huge brand, but do you have like another dream brand that you would want to work with in the future? Or you could say like a couple. Wow. I mean, I do always have a running list, to be mm -hmm. honest, like a list that I, I'll like constantly be like telling my manager, like cool upcoming brands that I see that are coming out because I really love focusing on small brands. Like I just recently worked with La Casa, 
they like you know just more of like a gifting program um Mm -hmm. because a lot of small brands don't have like huge budgets but a dream brand I would you know what I'm gonna go big I would love to be sent a car um I think that would be insane I have seen people have car sponsorships and that would be cool uh an apple sponsorship definitely spent a lot of money on apple products um maybe a Canon sponsorship. I use their camera every day. These are, these are shooting for the stars. These are unrealistic, but you know, manifestation. Exactly. You never thought you were, you would work for Playboy and here you are. That's true. That is true. I I definitely did not, especially as like someone that grew up going to Catholic school. the transition I love yeah. it yeah having to talk to my mom about that and be like yep it's it is it's not what you boring. think it is generationally very different I didn't even think about that like having to tell your parents like yeah that oh, like I got a job oh where, where, where are you working playboy <laughs> I mean to be honest they now they're like so uh I don't know desensitized at this yeah. point but it definitely, it was interesting. I didn't, t- I don't think I told my grandpa, maybe my mom might have, but I like yeah. really tried to keep it down low. And, but then at a certain point, it became really fun to tell people because yeah. they would get a strange reaction uh, always. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like at this point, like your designs are on clothing. It's yes. like at that point, I'd be like, everybody deserves to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really mind. Well, because I mean, I care about it. Like, I genuinely think that they're an awesome brand, so that's why I don't mind telling people at all. Um, but it definitely, you know, when it's my grandpa, yeah, he goes to church every day. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that point, I just love Playboy though. Like, I used to watch The Girls Next Door and like all Shut that up. stuff. Like, that was my shit. Like, that I was so funny. I read like Holly Madison's book. Like, I, I like I love Playboy. Like, I think it's so cool, and that's I cannot so believe that you had a job for like that's wild. Oh, I wish I could have walked you through the office. I would die. I would yeah. actually die. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about typography before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get you too excited, but what oh my are God. your top three favorite fonts ever? <laughs> uh, okay, I feel like it changes all the time. Like with each project I'm doing, it changes a lot. But I really love all the fonts from, what is it, Future Future Fonts? Mm-hmm. Like Futura? I think that's it. No, oh. <laughs> Futura, Futura is like so just I'm over it okay it is Wes Anderson's movie Mm -hmm. titles it is my college titles like I saw it on builders but I mean it's not bad it's just a little outdated Mm -hmm. Um, a little overdone so yeah anything from future fonts I really like they're a really cool type boundary and you know maybe like a good classic like Gotham yeah um I yeah it's a good one I got it at one of my first internships off of their computer Ooh. um so mm-hmm. yeah uh we love that would you be like comfortable talking about like mental health and stuff absolutely okay our first kind of question was like what was like your mental health journey like just like kind of like finding out like that you had anxiety just kind of mm-hmm. like walk us through that if you could honestly we don't have enough time in this podcast <laughs> but I it's so it started really young for me and that's kind of why I've always talked about it on YouTube because it's been just like a constant in my life but yeah I started having anxiety when I was, when I was eight years old 
And I actually missed a lot of school because I was getting stomach aches every day. And at that point in time, I had no idea what anxiety was because I was young. My parents didn't know. So I was just missing class from feeling sick every day. And it was anxiety. It really shows up as somatic symptoms for kids a lot, which I've learned since because I took a psych minor in college just because I wanted to kind of, you know, understand more about it because I really do care a lot about mental health and psychology. I find it really fascinating. Um, But then it was later in my life. um, I kept experiencing it all throughout high school, but it was in college when I finally like reached out and got help. Although, I mean, I did go to therapy all throughout childhood, but it was like on and off. Mm-hmm. I never really did anything. I don't know. It didn't get to a breaking point until I was in college, and that's when I went on medication, which I, I have talked about a little bit on YouTube, but that was kind of a turning point for me when I was like, oh, other people don't live in constant anxiety every single day. Like, yeah. taking this, I feel like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was possible. I just felt like so much more myself. And so I think that's kind of why I like talking about it on YouTube because there's sort of a stigma that taking medication will turn you into a zombie mm-hmm. or that you'll lose your personality when I felt more like myself than ever because it cleared up those clouds and those like tornadoes of thoughts that I had every day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's kind of a quick run through. And now I've been with like the same psychiatrist, like I've been on all the same stuff for years. So mm-hmm. that was um, about four years ago. You have generalized anxiety disorder. I also have it. <laughs> We love it. I just did a peace sign for those who can't see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is how it, this is my coping mechanism. Hello. <laughs> the peace sign. Um, <laughs> it's iconic. I've actually never met anyone that's had it before besides okay. you, I guess. So I'm like very excited. Cheers. <laughs> Except I have like, for me though, like I have like, like an issue like differentiating excitement from like anxiousness so like that's something that like I'm always kind of like wait am I excited am I like am I nervous like I don't know so I kind of had like a similar thing where like you said it went back to your childhood and like I just remember like being in like third fourth fifth grade like I would throw up pretty much every day before school and I just thought it was normal my parents were like oh it's probably like post nasal drip and I was like (laughs) Oh my god. So then that's, I just convinced myself that's what I had. I was like, this is it. And like, I remember like playing sports games, like I would have to run Mm -hmm. in before the game started and I would throw up and just like, yeah, it's, it's so bad. And like, I, I just thought that like everybody, I know (laughs) it's so sad because as a kid, you know, you don't know better. You don't know. Like most times parents don't know either. Yeah. Um, and it would have helped a lot to kind of feel, you know, know what that was and maybe figure out what exactly was stressing you out so much. Cause it is really common. And there's no, like, there's really no, it's just everything. Like I, like I could, I don't know, like the stupidest thing could happen. And I'm like, Oh, like I, like I can't deal with it. Or like, it's just so hard to like put on a brave face, but I feel like people that are the most anxious people like are really good at like putting on a facade and like pretending like everything's fine. Like that's an issue I have is like opening up to people and like letting them know that I'm having a hard time because like, definitely like most people, like when I tell them I have like an anxiety disorder or something, they're like, Oh my God, I had no idea. And I was like, I've been like hiding it my whole life. But like, I, I honestly just tell everyone I probably. But now, be. no, now I like <laughs> less. I, I, I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> okay. 
I'm like anxious I have like <laughs> do you have like a, a therapist psychiatrist yeah I have a psychiatrist if you will <laughs> um I I am on medication I was on Zoloft for a while that one worked for a while but then like I felt it get like less effective and then I kind of started to feel like just blah and like I mm-hmm. didn't I couldn't really like feel anything it was kind of nice though because like in a oh way <laughs> I was like used to feeling so much that like when I was apathetic I was like this this is kind of great it's <laughs> like oh I don't think apathetic is being apathetic is I've always said is my least favorite yeah. feeling but then like once I transition I'm on Prozac now and I've been on Prozac for a couple years now and like that is like that that's helped me a lot for sure yeah and for anyone listening that doesn't know, these are all different types of SSRIs, yeah. which are serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and they help you with your serotonin. And I think the difference between having like generalized anxiety disorder and experiencing anxiety really is when it typically goes back to childhood, because mm-hmm. you can tell like this is a genetically like imbalanced long-term thing. And that's when typically medication is the most effective. No, like my, when I went, I finally went when I was in college, like early Mm -hmm. college. And I was just like, same. she, she asked me, she was like, how long? So I literally wrote out a list of all the symptoms that I had. I was like muscle tension, like just like all the stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like, and she was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) And she was like, um, how long have you been experiencing this? And I was like, my whole life. (laughs) I was like, I, I don't know. I can't like pinpoint it I was like for as long as I can remember this has been like my normal Mm -hmm. so it's just I don't know it's sad to think about it though that like we lived our lives like 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 not knowing and like how to cope I know yeah it is it is crazy though because at this point like at our age like I don't really remember that as much Mm -hmm. I remember more you know I've lived well no I feel like I've lived more of my life I guess in that state Mm -hmm. but I remember more now Yeah, that was kind of, like, one of my questions, too. If there were any, like, more, like, physical symptoms that you had of anxiety, like muscle tension, Mm -hmm. like, headaches and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I have really, really bad muscle tension and pain that gets worse when I'm stressed. So, like, right now, I feel great. Um, (laughs) But, like, a month ago or, what is it, two months ago, whenever I was moving, I was getting headaches. My stomach was, like, not okay. And it was just because I was moving. And so it's like, I couldn't really do anything about it until it was over. I just sort of had to write it out. Yeah. Um, which was the same, like when I was graduating, it's just, I'm just very sensitive everywhere mm-hmm. uh, to everything. And I'm sure you can relate. Are you like comfortable talking about like any medications that you take? For- yeah. So I, I'm a Lexapro gal. I feel oh, like that's okay. pretty My common. mom's on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I honestly, a lot of my friends are. Um, yeah. I think something about like, it, it is really hard to open up about like yeah. struggling, but especially during college is when a lot of people reach out and finally get help because like they're on their own. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't have their parents' influence of like, medication is bad because um, that's really common. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- throughout college, I actually recommended my psychiatrist to like tons of my friends yeah. and um, was able to like encourage friends to get help when they needed it. So I know quite a few people on the same medication as me, which is funny. So I know that you've said in the past that like you've had issues with like sleep. Are you on anything for that? I'm on trazodone. <laughs> oh, no. I no. actually, I don't really have too many sleep problems yeah. personally. I, my problem was actually sleeping too much. Is yours... Oh. 
not sleeping? Um, so mine, I can fall asleep really easily, but I have issues staying asleep. Mm-hmm. So like I'll wake up a lot and then I start thinking about things and then I can't uh, fall back asleep. But like usually my sleeping pattern is like I'll fall asleep. It usually like usually usually around like midnight or like one o'clock. I used to stay up till like 4 a.m. because I just like couldn't sleep. I've been getting better and then I'll like wake up at like four or five and then I'm up and then like if I can I'll fall back asleep like maybe at like seven or eight and then I'll sleep for like another two hours but so my if that so sometimes my sleeping schedule just honestly sucks but wow that is a lot yeah but the trazodone does help like I don't take it every night like I Mm -hmm. usually take it like if I know I'm gonna have a tough time then I'll take it but like it does help has COVID affected, I mean, this is kind of like a dumb question, but (laughs) um, has COVID affected your mental health at all? Definitely. (laughs) I I think it just like, I don't really remember what I used to be anxious about before COVID because it's like everything I'm anxious about right now is so incredibly dire. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it's like, oh, I, I have like, maybe just like a bit of a thought in the back of my head, like fear of dying, fear of getting sick. But now those are kind of real threats. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is like imagined threats versus like not real mm-hmm. <laughs> or like imagined threats versus real threats. And now it's like, okay, some of those are real threats now. So I've just been really focusing on like, especially in the beginning when we had to like wipe down all our groceries. Yeah. I just was like, I need to take every precaution that I can. And so like all of that was pretty hard for me. Um, just with like feeling safe and feeling really, really stressed, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I I would say it's gotten a little bit better now. It just feels normal. Um, Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know. I feel like just in general, my level of anxiety is heightened because there's this underlying COVID stress crisis reminder, um, along with like the climate and fires and earthquakes and everything. So (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to bring it up. Oh my god. Yeah. The world is just falling apart right now. Yeah. We had three earthquakes last month in one day. We, so like we're in Connecticut, like we said, and we had like a, it was like, it was like a 30 minute storm. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Mm -hmm. And a tornado touched down 10 minutes from us. What? And I haven't, we haven't had a tornado in like, no, a in like long time. over a decade. But it actually did some damage. Like it ripped apart some like, um, like billboards and like stuff like, like it oh was Oh my crazy. goodness. Like, you can drive by it and it's literally all just like it's, warped. It's like crumbled and up. like, yeah, it's like. That's crazy. Like Did you guys ever watch the Tornado Chaser show? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I used Sorry, to that's that. what that reminded me of. Have, have you ever I, felt I, an earthquake? Um, yes, actually I have. We have. Oh, I never have. We had one here. Oh god, it's probably coming on maybe like like 8 years now or something, but I remember I was at Target and <laughs> I was like in the back of the store and like the wall started shaking and like a couple of things fell off the shelves, but like that was it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Like it was a very like small I don't know. Like mm-hmm. a, like it's spooky though. Yeah. It's, I was going to say like if you haven't experienced it, I, yeah. you don't see it coming. That was the only one I've ever experienced, and, like, it was on the news for, like, a while, because, like, the wow. East Coast, like, never really gets <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so rare. Um, so, but, yeah, that that's all I've, all the experiences I've had, yeah. but, like, I've always been fascinated by earthquakes, like, I, when I was a kid, I used to be, like, fascinated with, like, natural disasters, okay. like, I, I loved, like, tornadoes and, like, earthquakes and stuff like that, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I went oh through a God. lot of weird phases. <laughs> 
I I wish I could say the same, but I think living on the fault in California really, you know, takes away some of the charm uh, because just living in sort of this constant fear that, you know, we might all collapse. Yeah. No, and like I heard you guys have to do like earthquake drills and stuff. Like, oh yeah, all throughout my like adolescence. Oh my god. That's you get under a desk and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you that's can it. do. Yeah, really. It's all Pretty good. much. But back to mental health, we digressed a little bit. Any advice for other people struggling with mental health? Absolutely. I mean, there's like, there's so much advice to be had, uh, to be given right now. But I think something I actually just touched on in a vlog I just posted is to think about what's in your control and what's outside of your control, because I think that's really relevant right now. There is so much out of our control, natural disasters, COVID, um, even things just like what other people think of you or what people are saying. Um, cause that's something, especially as like a personal mind you deal with, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, just separating to what you can control and how you can take care of yourself, how you can think, you know, your self-care routines and not spend so much time worrying about what is going to happen because things are going to happen the way they happen, whether you worry about them or not. Um, which is really hard for me and it's a, it's a hard practice, but I think it's really helpful. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I watched that vlog, even though it was like, I don't know, like, even though it was, it was like, a, like a quick segment, I really liked that because I mean, I'm definitely somebody that like, I've had situational anxiety in the past and like, but I still get obviously like, mm-hmm. like most people, I'll be anxious at times, but um, a lot of the things that I had trouble with is like, I'll be anxious about something and if I can't like solve it right then yeah. I get like it explodes and I like it oh, completely and so like yes. it was definitely important to like hear that and be like okay like can I do anything about it can I control it no okay yeah yeah which I mean it sucks we all want to fix everything I I feel the same way but yeah just kind of becoming at peace with that mm-hmm. and focusing on like you know really making your environment super peaceful super comfortable and cultivating like an area where you can relax and become one with yourself. <laughs> I really love to meditate. I know not everyone's into that, but I find that really, really helps. <laughs> no, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like something my therapist always says is that like, like I also struggle with depression. I think like everyone mm-hmm. that has anxiety also has like either a touch of depression or that's like something that they also just have. And she always says that like depression is worrying about the past and anxiety is worrying about the future. So I think that's something that like we're all kind of struggling yeah. right now. Like we're thinking about how things were like pre-COVID. 100%. And now think about like what things are going to be like, like are people going to go back to offices? Like are schools going to open back? There's like all these like, you know, real questions yeah. that we have to deal with. And like, I think what like you said in your vlog was so amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, because that's a really Thanks. good perspective to just like remind yourself of like, hey, like I can't control this. So I'm just going to let it rock. Like, let it rock. Just like staying like fully in that middle, the present, yeah. mm-hmm. even though it's hard. My mom the other day said like when all of this began, we thought we were running like a 5K, <laughs> but we're actually running a marathon. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, that's definitely what this feels like. Do you have like a favorite influencer that like talks about mental health? Because I look up to you as somebody that talks about same, mental health. Same. But like, do Thank you, you have? You. But do you have like somebody that you look up to, or just like an influencer that you like that also talks about mental health? 
So I actually, I have quite a few. Um, there's another podcast that I really enjoy um, called Just Between Us. Oh, and yeah. Have, I don't know if you've listened to it, but they're both amazing mental health advocates. Um, one of them has OCD and the other has bipolar, I believe. Mm. So they do a really good job offering just like genuine, honest advice to their viewers. And they're also both comedians. Mm-hmm. So it's really entertaining. And I really appreciate how vulnerable and real they are with it because you know when you do have more of like a mental illness or like a lifelong disorder it's very different than someone just talking about like their everyday struggles Mm -hmm. so I I do really appreciate them and I also love like Amy Lee on YouTube I think her content is super awesome and Mm -hmm. just like really well curated and she she really talks a lot about like healing trauma and dealing with like you know nurturing your inner child so I think that's really beautiful so those are two of my faves I would say so we're going to make it a little bit lighter with some cooking questions and then we'll wrap it up with we got so many listener questions so really pick the top five yeah we, (laughs) we picked the top five that seemed the most interesting so but we want to talk a little bit about cooking because Oh, I, I'm so down. I'm not even a, I'm not even a cook. Like I'm not that great. I you, live and breathe for your what I eat in a week videos. They're so good. Thank you. Don't eat on yourself. You've been getting okay, better. Okay, yeah. I've been I'm I'm process. Yeah, I'm actually wasn't always good. Yeah, I'm making your enchiladas tonight. Oh my god, that's so, so sweet. I'm so She's excited. Been talking about these enchiladas for like a week now. So I'm gonna Oh my god. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I hope they turn out. I love, love when people tag me in food stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maddie, yeah. On the Instagram. Yeah, I'll have like, yeah, yeah. Tag Maddie. Okay. <laughs> like, just thank you. you. Get into cooking and baking. So oh, that's such a long story because, like, <laughs> I I used to love baking specifically mm-hmm. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I used to like be that girl that makes cupcakes for every event. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, and I would make those, like, fancy royal icing cookies. Like, I just, like, really loved that. Um, but then I fell in love with graphic design and, like, yearbook and gave up baking. <laughs> I wanted to be, like, a baker and open a bakery, and then all of that changed. Um, so I guess it re-sparked once I went to college, and it was like, oh, I have to cook meals for myself. But I don't really know how. Um, I would watch my mom all the time. So I kind of knew how to cook because she's a fantastic cook. It was really once I got to college that I started cooking again. And then once I started eating plant-based, I that re-sparked my love for baking because I was so determined to make the things that I love but plant-based. And I'm extremely lactose intolerant. So basically make the things that I love that I can eat. So like mac and cheese, haven't had it in 10 years. I was like, I want to make this a way I can eat it. And same with like chocolate chip cookies and cake. And so that kind of sparked it. And from there, I've just been working on, you know, getting better and using less Trader Joe's frozen meals. Yeah. It's so great though, because like, I feel like now, especially the last couple of years, there have, there have been like so many bakeries and like just restaurants that have opened up that like cater to people with like digestive issues and like I think that's so great yeah like there's this bakery like near my parents house and it's all like soy free dairy free like vegan like gluten free all that stuff and it's the best they literally I like I'm not any of those things but like I (laughs) love going there and like I'll go get like a cupcake or something and it's like like, fantastic Mm -hmm. we have a place like that up in LA it's called Aaron McKenna's Ooh. And 
I, it's just so overwhelming, like being able to go in and eat anything. Cause that is like when you are vegan or like even gluten-free, anything like that, having dietary restrictions, like mm-hmm. typically you're used to seeing a menu and being like, okay, what can I eat here? Yeah. Instead of what do I want? But being in LA, I mean, it's so easy. I can oh, literally yeah. post vegan food of any culinary background <laughs> in 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely something I love about living here. Yeah. When, like, when did you start eating plant-based? Was it like in college? Yeah, it was. Um, I remember specifically like throughout high school wanting to stop eating meat, but I was being served food from my parents. So kind of like, you know, I didn't want to like boycott, like, I don't know, it's very difficult. And so I really, I understand that struggle. So it was once I went to college as a freshman, I stopped eating meat. And then I was still kind of eating cheese, even though I really shouldn't. I was so (laughs) lactose intolerant. So I actually gained some weight from eating only grilled cheese. Um, Because I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I'll just eat grilled cheese all day. Um, And then I was like, I should really cut that out. Like, I feel, I don't feel any better. Yeah. So I did. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'm basically vegan. And um, I felt way better. Was breaking out less, bloating less. Because, yeah, I'm very allergic to dairy. Yeah. (laughs) So that was huge. What are your favorite recipes to make? That is... Difficult question. I know. Um, you could do baking, you could do cooking, you could do I'll like, go with one okay. or the other. My favorite thing to cook is probably like Italian food. Mm-hmm. I just I really it's really easy. I really love pasta and like that's just yeah, probably my favorite food to eat as well. And then dessert wise, I really love apple pie. It Ooh. is so good, or like apple crisps. Mm-hmm. That is probably my specialty. Um, so yeah, those are coming in now. Yeah. Although this morning I actually finally baked my sourdough bread that I have been working on the past two days. (laughs) Straight up turned out like a Frisbee. I was so disappointed. No, like when you posted about like your apartment being hot, I was like, finally someone gets it. Cause we don't have, I mean, we have AC units, but we don't have AC. And so exactly. Oh, actually, it's not that bad right now. It's 77 in here, but, like, it's been, like, 90, like, any of that, and I was, like, it felt so bad. It still looked pretty, though. No, thank you. I honestly cut into it, and it still tastes like sourdough. It's just, like, it's just not fluffy, but it's because the the recipe is from a woman in London, and so she's, like, oh, yeah, your kitchen should be, like, 71 degrees at the hottest, and, um, like I was telling you guys, it's 100 degrees outside, and I have one air conditioning unit that is, like, only on half the day, so. Yeah. Don't even know. Maybe 80 degrees. Like, it just, yeah, yeah, it got all of its energy out before going in the oven. I know you can make, or you can, uh, like, bake bread in a crock pot. I did. Yeah. Or not a crock pot. I put it in a Dutch oven. Yeah, you can put it in a Dutch oven, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, it was in the Dutch oven. I think I just... I mean, it's so sciencey, but I think I just need to reduce all of the time. Like, it doesn't need to ferment overnight. Yeah. I can do it all, like, within one day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Because well, it, it's faster when it's hot. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's tough to make your own bread. Hopefully but the next is, is better. But it tastes uh, so good. Like, you taste the difference. It's so good. You don't even know how completely disappointed and frustrated I was. I had to call oh. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> to me like I'm a failure <laughs> yeah well it happened to her too her first yeah. loaf so that made me feel a little bit better because yeah like, it's so good I mean everyone is like oh my mom is the best at everything um <laughs> so that made me feel better and 
our final question before we get into the listener questions. I know like recently you've been kind of, ex- well, you've always been plant-based for some time, but mm-hmm. I mean, you've been experiencing like going gluten-free. How's that been? <laughs> She's shaking her head now. Oh. Um, it's not the best. It is honestly, yeah. Well, it's different when it's like going uh, plant-based or vegan. That was like a heartfelt ethical decision you know like it was something I genuinely wanted to do it brings me great joy and like fulfillment going gluten-free because your doctor tells you you should and you to like that's not fun I love bread I love pasta so it's it's been interesting I found a lot of great um substitutions and I've talked to so many really nice viewers that have the same exact situation Mm -hmm. um so I've just been kind of working with it um it's complicated because my autoimmune disease diet recommended is basically paleo or like keto which is like all protein, literally animal protein, dairy, and no bread. And that's the opposite of what I eat. So I've been just trying to figure out a balance for me because I don't know if I necessarily need to go gluten-free or just like reduce it to reduce inflammation generally. Um, Just because it, yeah, it's really hard. (laughs) It's not very fun. At least they make- Much respect to anyone that does it. Yeah. At least they make good gluten-free pasta though. Like I buy it sometimes. It's really good. I've gotten some really good- ones at um whole foods like fresh gluten totally. pasta oh i've seen that you get it it's like it fresh fantastic. pasta yeah it was mm. so good it was i tend so to just get the trader joe's quinoa one it's not bad oh, I, oh yeah that I, they have a lot of good pasta i love yeah. those too me too i, I could live there. my ashes scattered there <laughs> <laughs> i love trader joe's honestly but, same <laughs> like we said we got a bunch of listener questions and so we we tried to pick like the top five and so I'm so excited. Okay. You can read the first one. Um, what is in your anxiety toolbox? Things you know to do when your anxiety is high. That is the cutest question I've ever heard. I saw that and it was like your toolbox. I literally (laughs) pictured like a pink 90s caboodle. Yeah. So for me, meditation, number one, that is typically something I do. I really like to drink like a hot drink. If I'm having like really bad anxiety, I find that super grounding. Going for a walk, like Mm. just forcing myself to go outside even though I don't want to. Mm. Um, And I've lately been trying to put things on my calendar socially because, Mm. you know, during these times, we're all very isolated. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, along with being my therapist, but I, I don't know, that's just such a good question. I wish I had, like, a cuter answer for, like, physical things that are actually in a toolbox. I also, I do like CBD oil. That could be a toolbox yeah. item. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Candles. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a good answer. No, yeah, that's great. I feel like you yeah. like it. Ooh, yeah. I have, weighted like, blankets. I, was say, I use a nice, like, I have, like, a white, fluffy weighted blanket yeah. in the winter. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that I sounds so one. nice. Oh, you have to get the, like, so my mom has one that's, like, a quilt, and that's, like, a good summertime one because it's light, mm-hmm. so, like, I use that, like, sometimes, but, like, I have, like, a fluffy one, too, but yeah. I want to look into getting, like, a lighter one so I can have it year-round. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That sounds nice. Also, like, a heating pad. Yeah. My heating pad and my foam roller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're good. Lock yeah. up the toolbox. Like, I have my weighted blanket, but then, like, I also have, a, like, a separate blanket that's a heated blanket, so I'm, like, I really got it I think it also helps. This sounds kind of weird, but, like, when I get really stressed, like, I get really bad tension in, like, my shoulders and my back, 
So like just having someone like squeeze your shoulders and like hold it for like 10 seconds and then let go, like it feels so good. Mm -hmm. Or just like I've heard about like tensing muscle exercises where like you you lay down and then like you you tense up like different muscle groups Mm -hmm. and then it's supposed to really help you relax. Next question that we got is, do you believe in work-life balance? Like, how do you balance, like, doing so many things while also having a life? That, uh, yes, I do believe in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Do I believe it exists? It, you know, it's kind of like believing in a spirit. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'd like to think some people do have work-life balance. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I mean, there are some things I like to try and think that I do. Like I try not to work on weekends is something mm-hmm. I'd like to say, but I, I, I do. But I think what helps lately is having my set upload day. Cause I really, like I said, it was such a random jump into mm-hmm. doing full-time YouTube. So I still don't really think I know what I'm doing, but some things I do try and do is like, I keep my friends and my family and my boyfriend pretty much offline, like from my channel. Um, and I think that helps with work-life balance because mm-hmm. then I'm able to be like fully present when I'm with them and not like vlogging with yeah. them. Because when you're vlogging, you're like kind of out of it from your real day. You're like mostly focusing on like making sure it looks good. Mm-hmm. So like I tend to also enjoy most when I'm like vlogging alone because it's kind of like I'm hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Like I just feel like I'm, I don't know. Yeah. So I like to like keep my focus on that. So I think that helps along with taking breaks from social media that's something I'm not very good at so basically I I mean I'm, I I think it's quite clear I need to work on my work-life balance <laughs> well I think everyone does like yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. has it figured out I think it's like well, a it's day. hard during quarantine oh yeah. yeah well especially when like you're in your house and like your life yes. and your work is like in your house it can yeah be I feel like a lot of people have said that like we talked to like a lot of other like creative mm-hmm. people and that like they've been working more because like there's really not much to do like you can see people like socially now like distancing and stuff but like you're not it's your social calendar isn't what it used to be so you have all this extra time and like you're not like maybe commuting or traveling for work or anything I also like I love what I do for work so it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard to be like okay stop working like so I do that's kind of why I work on weekends because it's like oh it's like quiet there's no construction like if anything I'm like oh it's a great day to film Um, so kind of throw yourself into it like you can just forget about it it makes me less anxious as well like so so it's a it's a good and bad thing I guess it helps that I really love my job (laughs) do you have any tips on saving money Ooh, well, I just sold my couch recently to buy shoes on Depop, so, um, <laughs> okay, that's my, no, name. I laughed so hard, okay. she, like, posted on Instagram, and it was, like, a picture of, like, two pairs of shoes, and she was, like, I'm done after this, guys, like, I'm okay. sorry, okay, that's... I literally, I can't even, I'm, it's bad, I do save money, though, yeah, <laughs> I think it it really helps. I mean, I am so lucky. I have uh, some people that help me out with like my taxes and Mm -hmm. finances. My biggest word of advice, if you are someone that has like a small business or you're self-employed is to pay quarterly taxes. Mm -hmm. Because if you are used to having a nine to five, they take your taxes out. So you see how much you're making and it is like realistically how much you own Mm -hmm. because they took out the tax amount. You're not seeing like that huge amount with the taxes. But when you're working for yourself, you have to take the tax inside yourself. So you can think like, oh, I'm making this much. I'm doing so good. Let me like fall out. But then in reality, like, no, you have to give a decent amount of that away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so giving it away quarterly, giving it away, giving it to the government quarterly, um, really helps with having like an accurate look at how much you have to like save, spend, budget, things like that. Um, as opposed to doing it all at the end of the year. Yeah. So that's something as well as just kind of staying on top of your finances and like making sure you're getting paid on time. That's hard for me, brands. <laughs> and yeah, so I think that's that's my biggest tip as well as, I mean, I just never, never buy more than you have and mm-hmm. uh, never spend more than you have. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think of like a good way that like, you don't even really think about that. Like, I forget that you save money too, is by having a roommate. Like you don't yeah. live by yourself. Like that always helps like to cut costs for everything. So a hundred percent. Yeah. When I was looking at finding an apartment, like I knew I, I mean, there are nicer places and there are people I follow that live in like bigger, nicer places, but I was just like, why would I do that at this point in my life? Like, I want to save up to live in a home. I don't need to live in a $3,000 apartment. That's stupid. And and I do really like this place. It's cozy, (laughs) you know? Yeah, that is, that is true. So another question that we got, which I thought was a good one, is how to know when a college friendship is lifelong, because I feel like a, like a good amount of the people that you show in your vlogs are like friends that you have from college and stuff. So how do you know when one is going to like go, like go the distance, I guess? These are such thoughtful questions. I might need you to send me the rest of them for a Q&A. Oh, no. Uh, To use. We will send you a screenshot because we got so many and they were all cute, like the toolkit one. That one was the cutest. I'm sorry. That That is really cute. I do, okay, I do have to say, genuinely, I have, like, the kindest, nicest viewers of all time because, like, I have a friend who has a jewelry brand, Bad Bear, and a lot of my viewers shop from her, and she Mm. always says that they're, like, the kindest customers and always, like, send her photos, Mm. and then my friend has been making masks. Her name is Jules, and I'll, like, I've mentioned her in my blog, so, like, Mm. everyone has gone and bought from her and been super sweet and nice, and I'm just, like, it's the way it is. I mean, like, <laughs> what can I say? I know. Um, the questions were so cute. Like, people, too, were like, oh, like, how's Danny doing? Like, how are yeah, we doing in quarantine? I was like, it's just so cute that they even, like, asked. That is sweet. What was the question again? <laughs> oh, I know. We asked you, like, five. Um, how do you know when a college friendship is going to be, like, a lifelong one? Great question. So, I would have to say it is very rare to find a friend within like your first week or first even year of college that sticks around. Mm -hmm. That is just like pretty common that like maybe the first people you meet, you won't stick around with. Mm -hmm. But for me, the friends that have stuck around for me were the ones that I found in my major that Mm -hmm. I genuinely had so much in common with. And I knew like they were in it for the long run because of that. Like we had so many classes together we were just there for each other. Like if it was an 8 a.m. class and one of our friends didn't show up, like we would be calling them, texting them, like go pick them up. Like we all just had each other's backs and were in classes from like morning till night together. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that's where I genuinely made the deepest connections because I did actually join a sorority um, Mm -hmm. because I thought that was what you should do. And I found no I didn't feel connected to anyone there um so I left so I think it really depends where you find your friends for me it was in the art building um just finding people that I connected with I don't know had the same hobbies as me and 
I just felt like I could hang out with them all the time and never get tired of them. That was a good answer. Yeah, because I feel like you definitely, like, have friends sometimes where, like, you can only hang out with them for, like, a certain amount of time, and then you're kind of like, all right, like, yeah. And, like, I did have friends from the sorority that we would, like, do the events together, but it, I didn't feel like they really put in any effort to know me Mm -hmm. at all, and, um, nothing against them and nothing against sororities. I know a lot of people really find their true friends in it, Mm -hmm. but, for me and for my two roommates, we all dropped out of ours and were in all three different ones. So it just didn't work for us. But I also went to a really small liberal arts college that is like full of art students. And so it's, it is kind of a definitely strange Greek life dynamic. Okay. So our last question we have is how would you define your style now? Like my, my art style or my style, like fashion style? I think I, I think they probably probably fashion fashion. style. But also I'm doing graphic stuff too. Yeah. We love that. I'm just thinking. I can't believe we're already on the last question. This has gone fast. I know it has. We have we. It's asked, gone fast, and we've been talking for over an hour. We like asked twenty five questions. Like it wasn't like it was a quick interview. Like wow, time flies when you're. I know. <laughs> I know. We should just zoom and like hang out another time. I would lie. I would die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been like listening to your podcast, so I like knew what you guys are like already. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna freak out. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. Oh my god. I forgot the question again. Oh, um, <laughs> what's okay. my style? What's it's my just, style? yeah. So you could do okay. graphic and like your personal. No, like, I'm, I'll, I'll stick with like fashion. Okay. I think my style has, I would say, decently stayed the same over mm-hmm. the years. People do tell me that. They're like, you know, even though it's changed, you can kind of see the similarities. Like, mm-hmm. I've always really liked wearing a lot of black, I've always liked kind of edgier things like I definitely went through a phase where I would only wear band tees only wear black nails and that you know was really a phase for me wearing like my thrasher sweatshirt and red red eyeshadow and part of me still loves that you know Mm -hmm. but at the same time like once I realized like I liked wearing brighter colors and you know could wear them and still feel like myself and that like basically just that whole internalized like femininity is like weak thing realizing like oh no I can wear paint glitter nails and still be a badass was like kind of a thing for me just you know embracing that and so now like I love wearing colors and I I I don't know I would say probably like vintagey still kind of a bit goth but yeah I really don't know if that makes any sense no but I think that's a perfect description because I mean you're definitely somebody that really introduced me to like loving like thrift shopping and stuff like I don't even remember when the last time I went was but like just like went like to like a like a department store or something and bought something like I get everything like thrifted or like depop or something that's so sweet and I like I just love how you like buy you always just buy something like thrifted and then you just like completely make it your own no that's like literally hobby like we before like pre-quarantine we would go at least like once a month Mm -hmm. maybe twice yeah and just like comb through the whole store and just like find all this stuff I haven't been since COVID yeah but but it's like me either it was really my hobby like going to flea markets because I just I think I've always just wanted to be unique and different and like that's just so cliche I'm not like the other girls vibes but um 
but that's like when you thrift shop or go to flea markets you find pieces that are so cool yeah. and no one else will be able to have them mm-hmm. no, and yeah so you can just really make it your own but I, I don't know I love clothes it's yeah. seriously a problem especially during quarantine because I, I have been going on depop way too much yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's kind of, like, that's replacing, like, going to thrift stores, but, like, I was thinking, like, when it was full lockdown, I was, like, thinking about all the clothes that were in the I stores, know. and I was, like, oh, I want to go Me so too. bad. Like, everyone was going through their closets and yeah. donating, but no one was buying. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was, like, I can even imagine, like, the good stuff that's sitting there, that was, like, sitting there. Yeah, no, like, the amount of stuff, Sad. like, of, like, expensive stuff that, like, I found, like, designer stuff is, like, wild. Like, I got, a, like, a Burberry raincoat for, like, $16, and it had, like, Seriously? the original tags. At on. the thrift store? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it had the original is, tags. I was, like, That's something kidding? I miss. Like, <laughs> thrift stores, you literally get clothing for $1 to $3. Yeah. And Depop is just, it's, it's, it's a little bit more expensive. But I do appreciate, you know, they did the curating and thrifting for me, so... Yeah, I'm here for it. Finding a good piece is what I imagine heroin to feel like. I love it. Like I get a rush. A rush. Like, well, oh. like, that's what I was saying with like me and those two pairs of shoes. The cow print boots that yeah. I posted, I have been wanting since November. Yeah. And I didn't buy them because like they're leather and I really prefer getting leather secondhand. Mm-hmm. So I just held out for a whole year until I found them secondhand. And when I found them secondhand, I had just purchased those Gucci loafers like a week oh, ago. So cute. But I blacked out and purchased the cow boots because it was like, I've been wanting these. I need them. I yeah. no question about it. Am I Sorry. going anywhere? No. no. But I needed them. <laughs> so I would have to agree with you. It is a rush. Um maybe yeah. we should talk to our therapist about that. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's literally not- been my coping been my coping mechanism lately but honestly there are worse habits so yeah yeah true you're so right I like don't want to hang up the call I feel so bad that it's like over <laughs> oh it's okay well we can always like end the chat and still still chat yeah true oh my god no I know this was just so cool though I know thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for coming on absolutely anytime if this I, was such I, a like, great first podcast experience come back on seriously I'm like, glad you liked it that would have sucked if like we had you on and you were like oh my god like I'm never gonna do a podcast ever again no I I love listening to podcasts so that's why it's like a shame that I haven't been on them before because I listen to them like all day I know yeah that is so I don't have to listen to the thoughts in my own head (laughs) I just like can't believe that I'm like the first person to ask you you were like the first person I thought of when we were like yeah like thinking about like having guests brainstorming she was so like, sweet. I was like, yeah, we're yeah, sure. like, let's do it. <laughs> I really want, like, maybe, like, one day, maybe I'll, like, reach out to Maddie and ask her if, like, she wants to come on at some point. She totally would. Should, should we do a double date? I know, like, a double date with, like, <laughs> oh my God, all four of us. Yeah, yeah. totally reach out to her. I'm yeah, sure she'd be down. Yeah. She's a those, sweetheart. Yeah, because, like, I followed her for a while, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, her being, like, a co- like a chef and everything yeah that would be so that would be a really cool like foodie yeah I'm like, I like don't even know what to say I know let them know where they can find you and oh, okay. yeah that's it or anything else you want to leave them with thank right? you guys so much for having me thank you to everyone listening if you want to check me out on youtube or instagram my app is just Lindsay rem with an e-y and then rem is r-e-m mm-hmm. thank you so much i'll see you guys later all right everybody well thank you so much for listening to this episode yeah we hope you liked it if you have any other like content creators or anything like that that you'd like us to have on the podcast please let us know 
Also, if you know any like people of color or anything that like you think would be a good guest, please let us know. We're always trying to diversify our podcast and the guests that we have on. Anything else? Just follow the Instagram. Feel free to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to support us also in the link down in the show notes below. Of course, we do not require anybody to do that it's just for fun but what else I'm, am i forgetting no i like i think we just want to say thank you though like if you're new here welcome we're so excited that the podcast is growing and just thank you for coming back every week if you're a loyal hoe and have been following us from day one thank you so much we see you and we appreciate yeah, you we see you also like something that we've been talking about is doing like a merch giveaway so maybe like we'll post on instagram and ask like what you guys would want in the merch bundle like maybe you would want a tote bag and like a t-shirt like we're approaching a thousand followers like, yeah we can do it then so like we'd want to do like maybe like a thousand giveaway so just let us know but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode we'll talk to you next monday and we love you mean it love you mean it <laughs>